Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in 6 months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. mintmobile.com/switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month, unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month, face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get 6 months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after 6 months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. October 24th, 2020. Bologna Festivals. Braving Niagara, catastrophic economics, Einstein's recipe, and winning the lottery. Awesome Today is a mostly daily show about stuff that might be awesome. Don't overcomplicate it. It's barely edited and sometimes offensive. Enjoy it and have an awesome today. Would you? Hi. Good day. Happy Saturday. Happy The happiest of Saturdays. Why wouldn't you? I mean, let's try to. It's too late. I already did. I just wow. happied right here in my own chair. Okay. And for us, as we record, it's technically not even Saturday yet. I so know. I'm, I've really got a leg up. I feel like I can sleep in now. <laughs> as you should. So October twenty fourth, National Bologna Day, or Bologna. If you choose to read it as it's spelled, right? It does not look like bologna. Okay, it's true, it's true. But that's the Italians for you. Okay, which is in fact the region where that is credited at least for the creation of bologna. And don't don't come in here with your airs thinking about Oscar Mayer bologna, thinking you don't like bologna. I will tell you that for the vast majority of my life, I thought that Oscar Mayer style. Bologna, pre-sliced in a little package in mm -hmm. the uh, lunch meat section of the grocery. I thought that was the only way to eat bologna, and I thought I hated it. Mm -hmm. And you probably did. We ate bologna as a kid. Um, fried bologna. Yes. Something that my father brought from his impoverished youth. Uh -huh. They would buy the huge. He claimed they would buy a six-foot chub. Of bologna because really? it was the cheapest meat possible. Cut it into sections, throw oh, it in the deep freeze, okay. and then okay, okay, okay. they ate. They cooked every way that you could think to cook bologna. Yes, including fried bologna sandwiches, which are actually not too shabby. Kind of good, actually, even when it's Oscar Mayer. Yes, but bologna actually is a sausage. All right, there's some weird laws about U.S. I guess it's. Uh, 
FDA food thing, yeah? Yes. Where bologna that's sold here has to be, like, finely ground and blah, blah, blah. I wish there were a way for us to get hands-on foreign-made bologna because it's more sausage-like. Sure. But even within that, even because everybody internationally that is big and makes, that has a big bologna that sells it, whatever, they create an Americanized version to have access to this market. Interesting. So okay. Within that, and, and around the world, bologna can go by many different names, including, I assume, Parizer. Okay. Uh, that one's the only one I'm not sure of. There's Poloni with a P. Good. And Devon, of all things. Um it's, it is, again, typically coarser ground elsewhere, uh, but anywhere it may be seasoned with black pepper, nutmeg, allspice, celery seed, coriander, and or myrtle berries. Okay, that sounds actually pretty good. Yes. It can be made from one or more of just about any different meat or even meat substitute that mm. you can imagine. So mm-hmm. pork, chicken, turkey, beef, venison, soy, all the things. Okay. Um, and along with then being available in different shapes than the the Oscar Mayer round that mm-hmm. we're used to seeing growing up. Um, it can also come smoked, pickled, smoked and pickled. Whoa. Pickled and hot. All the things. Pickled bologna. Yeah. I gotta think about that for a while. I would guess if you've had a few to drink, it's probably pretty tasty. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can shop Amazon. They have some stuff. Whole Foods, Trader Joe's, any number of other places if you'd like to explore the world of bologna. Some of the bolognis even are almost, well, they are to a, a degree, very roughly spreadable. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I, I think there's there's something to be looked into here. Now, you can ask your local butcher to see his bologna, but... That that request may be granted in ways that you did not intend or expect. So, shop smartly, shop carefully. Yes, please do do that. I feel like in Italy they call it Bologna. They may. I've not been there since I visited with Henry Ford way back when. Way back in the way back. And we were more concerned with selling cars than buying bologna. Okay. Well, that is some bologna, isn't it? I wonder how bologna as a word, got assigned to somebody that's lying. I do wonder about that. Maybe because somebody came to the United States from a foreign country and ate this, and they were like, if you think that's baloney, you're full of baloney. <laughs> that story makes the most sense. I like it, and I keep it. Okay. Um, I've always thought I hated baloney one time, not one time, a couple of times you have smoked mm-hmm. bologna and that turned out to be delicious. And that wasn't even, that was still garbage bologna that yeah. I'd smoked. I'd love to get a good, a good bologna quality, if there is such a thing bologna. for scrap meats, but good quality bologna sausage and smoke it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I came in out of the Oklahoma wind, which is, in fact, genuinely sweeping down the plains today. There is an old joke. Okay. That the reason the wind always blows in Uh, Oklahoma is because Kansas sucks and Texas blows. Yes, yes, that makes sense. Don't know if that's accurate or not. I feel like I'm, I feel like I came out of a wind tunnel. Mm -hmm. So I hope for the 
handful of people who are watching that I don't look too offensive. Well, you look good to me, and that should be all that matters. It does matter, and I thank you. All right, this date, October 24th, 1901, school teacher Anna Edson Taylor is the first ever to safely ride in a barrel over Niagara Falls. This is fascinating to me because there has long been this this draw to, you know what I'd like to do is ride a barrel over those. Why the barrel? I don't know, but that's a big thing. Yeah, I mean, it's just like there's something in humanity that's like, look at those falls. But why the barrel? Oh, well, what else are you going to go over the falls in? I don't know. Be creative. Somebody else already did the barrel. Why is everybody else like, well, plainly, I need a barrel? I bet school teacher Anna Edson Taylor did it to prove some kind of physics fact for her school students. Well, that's interesting because I had thought either one, she'd ticked off the wrong parents and they'd force her <laughs> over it in a barrel, or she just had enough of the classroom and well. was like, I'm either going to be famous for living or I'm going to be eternally at rest from this madness of the classroom. She didn't even have the pandemic to deal with. No, she didn't. Not in 1901. Maybe we should maybe we should uh, get a mailing email mailing list of teachers and yeah. start selling barrels. <laughs> yes, it's our newest industry. I think it's good. Okay. Well, and then just a few years later in 1908, this one goes out to all the baseball fans out there. Today, Billy Murray, not Bill Murray. Not Bill Murray, different cat. Yep. Billy Murray hit the charts. I'm amazed that they had charts in 1908, but he did. He hit the charts with Take Me Out to the Ball Game. They they were written in cuneiform <laughs> on the stone tablets. Yes. But they were charts. Okay. Okay, well, I'm going to ramble a bit, so if you need a seatbelt or a sedative, go ahead. Buckle up. 1929. Okay. Today is Black Thursday, and this has nothing to do with outrageous sales offered by retailers. Rather, it's tied to the beginning. It's recognized as the beginning of the Great Depression. Mm. Um Though the, the following Monday and Tuesday, which were called really creatively Black Monday and Black Tuesday. Oh my gosh, come on. Those two days saw markets fall by 22.6% and 12.8% respectively. Just wow. Um, now the stock market, this may or may not be known to people. I like to talk about things that I know because it makes me feel like I'm smart. You so. are smart, especially in the world of You're kind. The finances. You're kind. Um, the stock market was not the cause of the Great Depression. Oh, really? Some people think that. It certainly was a contributor, okay. but it's not the cause. If anything, I think the stock market does a pretty decent job often of measuring the health of the economy. Okay. But things can happen where it can become a force as well. So the early and mid-1920s had been a period of explosive growth. And the, when economies are doing really well, mm -hmm. and this is kind of a function of human psychology, um, people tend to take on like a, just an ever-increasing volume of risk. Okay. There's there's a studied and realized thing that we look at stuff, whatever the case may be. We look at stuff and we, we kind of have this default assumption that whatever is happening right now will happen forever. And that's why 
rather than just confidence and fear, you have euphoria and panic. Yes, that's right. And people do this not just in the realm that's of right. the financial services industry, but just like in life. That's right. We tend to think that how things are right now, it's how it will always be. Yes. Yeah. So with a, a, an economy that's booming with growth, that's expansion. That means companies are getting bigger and bigger, and for good reason, because they can't make the things fast enough that they're selling. Mm -hmm. So they incorporate leverage, debt. They take on debt to fund the new manufacturing facility, to pay more workers to do all the things so that they can make more, to sell more, and everything is done on projection of what earnings will be. Okay. You can get into an issue then. So a company has a lot of debt, uh, and investors did as well at this point in time. Um, and at some point, every every bull run, every economic expansion begins to slow. Of course. It can't go on forever. Right. It begins to slow. And as that happens, then the debt-to-earnings ratio, mm. the, the amount basically – what you owe every month in payments versus what you're cash flowing in, it starts to get a little tight. Yes, okay. And so then at a certain level, either by choice or by demand from whoever your lender is, mm -hmm. you attempt to begin to deleverage, which would mean selling other assets to pay off a portion of the debt to get you back into decent standing. But if every asset that you have is loosely cash generating, mm -hmm. That can get to be a pretty tenuous chore mm. to try to sort your way through. And again, this is happening at both the corporate and the individual level. And the, another thing that comes into play that's very significant here in this time and always is that stock market isn't really, truly driven by anything other than buying and selling pressure okay. and the balance between that, kind of the supply-demand, mm. except that it's it's even more of a psychological supply-demand than an actual presence. So with a, a piece or a series of pieces of news that are significant enough, it can drive a new demand. Okay. All right. I'm scared I want to get out or I'm okay. encouraged and I can't buy enough. Okay. Um. But this process, ultimately, of beginning some deleveraging to stay solvent, it's cyclical. Because every time enough people get to the point where, like, well, look, we got to sell some things. Well, that's higher selling pressure, which drives prices down. Mm -hmm. So they don't get as much. But also because prices have come down, that's affected prices of, in some instances, every commodity and asset. Right. So now... What I currently hold as collateral against outstanding stuff is worth less, which wrecks my ratio all over ratio all over again. Mm -hmm. And so it's just a pretty ugly spiral. Yeah. Um, now you compound that because something done back then and today as well, uh, a methodology of making money while markets move downward is called short selling. Mm. And so you effectively yeah. borrow. Yeah. shares of something from someone else and you sell them today with the intention of buying them later to repay the person. It's still buy low, sell high. It's in reverse. You're selling now at a point where you think is higher than it will be in the future where you'll buy it to repay, but that's more selling pressure okay. that drives prices down further. And again, millions of studies, there are psychological thresholds of movement. No matter how volatile 
or how benign something may normally move, there's still this universal place of psychological movement within the market that is, in redneck terms, the pants shitting moment. <laughs> That's also official industry talk. I've used it a few <laughs> times myself. Um, and so that that happens. You you have a big run. Things begin to, economically speaking, things begin to flatten out. And you have this period of consolidation, but it's very volatile consolidation within a range of price. So okay. up, down, up, down, up, down. Yeah. People aren't sure if they should panic or not. They get more antsy as time goes on. It takes less and less to legitimately happen to drive then a selling frenzy, which piles up yes, and more and more and more selling goes on and things go nuts. Mm -hmm. So though that started 1929, it was 1932, I believe July, early July of 32, when the official trough, the official bottom mm -hmm. of the drawdown occurred. And this peak to trough was an 89.2% <gasps> drawdown. Oh my gosh. Now that's terrible, but you also need to appreciate that's not as bad as it was because oh, yeah. back both back then and today, it is common practice to invest with borrowed money mm -hmm. or leveraged against something else, leveraged. but ultimately, yeah. yeah. And so in that instance, when you're leveraged, you can lose much more than 100% of your <gasps> net worth without a 100% fall. So at 89.2% fall, you probably had people losing three, four, five, six hundred, even a thousand times their net worth, of course, unable to pay that back to whoever the recipient should have been, which bankrupted many others along the way as well. Oh my gosh. Real mess. Yes. Well, no wonder there was a depression, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. My goodness. Okay. Well, let's kind of steer out of that skid a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. That was, that's a Made lot. Made my eyes water. Yeah. Um, well, in 1939, for the first time ever, again, coming out of the Depression now, this is a good reason to come out of the Depression. That's right. Nylon stockings are sold. If I could wolf whistle on command, I would. Yes. Sexy. What did women wear for stockings before nylon? I don't know. Maybe cotton? That wool. sounds horrible. I feel like wool. Wool? Like wool and that feels even thing. worse. Yeah. No wonder everybody ran out and got some nylons. Of course, nobody may have noticed because back then people had more kids. There may have been a child hugging each leg and nobody <laughs> would have even <laughs> recognized. That story tracks. Yeah. I could relate to that. Yes. Um, of course, now my generation and uh, I don't think people younger than me wear stockings anymore but these would be what we would have called pantyhose gotta get some pantyhose on back then no i was gonna say because i think now. those were the what now people would wear just to be sexy with the the garter belt and the clippies well, there's that. And i think i was thinking that was more like the nylon stockings had the, the clips. yeah yeah that's what i'm talking yeah. about yeah but now yeah the innovation and i don't know when this happened but the innovation being you didn't have to wear the we'll cover it one day this year i'm sure yes the on the anniversary. Hose. But um, pantyhose are not comfortable and kind of are becoming more and more of a thing of the past. Yes, yes. So. There was a time, pre it would have been pre-pantyhose, I think, but during the nylon phase, 
where because it was problematic and they would fall down and you know you don't want to be that embarrassed by that yeah that some women would circumvent the issue by using a, an eyeliner pencil to draw a seam along the back of their legs so it looked like they were wearing really eyelids. yes oh my gosh that's so funny all right 1945 the united nations is formally established to maintain peace in the post-war world of course this is on the heels of world war ii mm -hmm. now as any good conspiracy theorist knows i'm a conspiracy theorist in aficionado i don't know if i'm actually a good conspiracy theorist but if you are a good one then you do know i think good is loose it just means do you embrace the truth or not <laughs> yes so uh yes they went on the un to establish the beginnings of the the New World Order. NWO, New World Order, and to hide from everyone that the Earth is not a globe, it is flat. Yes. I didn't know the UN was connected to that. It's just oh, all yeah. part of the whole Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, the, they're the international conglomerate that helps spread the story across international borders. Okay. I had no idea. Here I thought they were simply trying to maintain yeah. peace in a post-war no, world. No, no, don't kid yourself. They love the wars. Yes. They love the well. wars. Um, now, truly, there is, I just recently ran across another little thing I'd never seen before. Um, and I'll forget completely the exact nomenclature to search by to find this. But there are, I guess, a few documents out there. There is a master document mm. that's put out by the UN as well as then some intermediary ones that are all towards this new world order goal and yeah universal everything it's pretty interesting it's pretty interesting and like any any theory of substance they've got enough information that's like yeah it probably could be that's why they make good theories yes well to continue in my theme of being the miserable bastard of the stock markets 2008 not Black Friday, but Bloody Friday, because it. Black Friday had already been taken. Yeah, they had to take it up a notch. Bloody Friday. Yeah. This was across the world's stock markets, some of the worst declines since the Great Depression. Um, so ultimately, I mean, I would assume that the message here is that October 24th is not the best day to be owning stocks. Mm -mm. Dump all your stocks on September 30th, buy them back on November 1st, just avoid something, the whole something. month altogether. Yes. I or just find a really good advisor. That's not really, That's hard to do. I was going to say, that's not really sound financial advice. No, it's not. Do it's not, not. That's not advice, actually. It's not advice. Do not do it. Do not take my word for it. I am not the professional here. All right. Well, in 2017, this is fascinating. Yes, it 2017, is. 1.56 million dollars is paid for Albert Einstein's. Way to go, Einstein! That's right. His theory of happiness. So, back in 1922, having just been informed that he had won the Nobel Prize in physics, Einstein wrote his theory of happiness and apologetically offered it to the messenger boy in lieu of a tip. Mm -hmm saying that it would be worth far more one day yes. than a tip would have been at the moment. I'm sure the messenger boy was like, way yeah. to go, Einstein. Thanks, Einstein. <laughs> so at the 2017 sale of this, the rumor has it that the seller was the nephew of said messenger boy. So yes. 
I think you'll all be so fascinated to know that his theory, Albert Einstein's theory of happiness is this, a calm and modest life brings more happiness than the pursuit of success combined with constant restlessness. Now, do you think that the person who paid $1.56 million for that knew what they were buying when they spent that much money on it? Uh, yes, I think I think the advice, the theory, as it were, was known. I think they were buying a piece of history. Yes, of course. That's good. Good for them. They themselves probably only had $1.56 to spend because they had chosen pursuit of success combined <laughs> with constant restlessness. It was yes. a joke to them. It was all a joke. Okay. Well, in 2018, not so terribly long ago, the largest lottery jackpot in U.S. history is won by a single person. It is $1.6 billion. That is a not small amount of change. You are, of course, familiar with the concept of so, Meg, what would you do if you had a million dollars? Not even $1.6 billion. What would you do if you had a million dollars? You ever played this game? Oh, of course, yes. And Songs have been written about such a question. Yes. Every time now that I that I hear something about winning money or somebody actually poses this direct question, yes. I think of the movie Office Space. Yes. There is a scene where they're they're talking about uh, what they're gonna do and to ultimately steal from the company. Yes. And they're they're more or less asking each other, what would you do? If you had a million dollars and the, the real perspective was. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. That you would theoretically pick what would make you happy and that that's actually what you should be doing with your life ah, instead yes. of putting up with a PC load letter problem on the printer and yes. all these things. Yes. But then the wonderful character Samir, he, he immediately shifts into analytical mode and he's like, I would invest half of it in glorious mutual funds and take the other half over to my friend who works in, <laughs> in securities. And then and like, come on Samir. And they, you know, they shut him down. And it's a great scene. It's a great movie. Yes, it is. It is a funny movie. Okay, well, we have a few trending pieces. We have a few trenders. This one is, again, super fascinating. This is something that would have not come across my radar had you not done the work mm -hmm. to find this out. So, trending right now. The diabolical ironclad beetle. And that's its whole name. It's really? The, that's the name? That is from what I could tell because I thought that seemed 
weird. I thought, surely they're just calling the ironclad beetle diabolical, but the way they wrote it yeah. made it seem like the entire name is the diabolical ironclad beetle. Okay, I thought this was an adjective that you had uh, no, added to the notes. It's a great adjective. It is. The diabolical ironclad beetle, a desert bug native to California. I had to, I almost tripped on that word. I thought it was going to be dessert. Yes. <laughs> That's yes. Delicious for dessert. It's a delicious bug. Yes. A desert bug native to California can withstand nearly 40,000 times its body weight, which means it can survive being run over by a car. This is significant. Okay. Now this is the trending part. Scientists have finally discovered how it has to do with this composition and structure of their elytra. Did yes. I say that correctly? Yes, I believe so. Whatever that That's means. That's how I've heard it pronounced in relation to Minecraft, ah. where you can get elytra from the end, I believe. Okay. I don't know what any of that means yeah. either. So the elytra, as I understand it, and I could be completely wrong, I'm not a bugologist. Okay. Or insectologist, mm -hmm. either one. Or a herbivore, for whatever that matters. Okay. Um, the elytra is... a. a thing that has to do with a bug's wings. Yes. This beetle, however, does not fly. Does not, and, and the its elytra has kind of, uh, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Evolved over time. Oh, okay. Protein structure is, yeah. is different and more dense. It is uh, almost like a jigsaw puzzle and how it's put together. Some things that are very different than others. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, thank goodness for their elytra because that's what makes them able to withstand so much. Now, here's the great news for all of us. Yeah. Guess who funded this research? Well, as it turns out, we did. Woohoo! With our very tax dollars. You and I just wrote big, hefty checks yes, to various did. tax collecting agencies. Makes I me feel so good to know would that would like my own personal elytra. Yeah. Please, I would like to be run over by a car and survive. <laughs> <laughs> Our money was funneled to researchers uh, via the Air Force. Yes, they're studying okay. this, or claimedly studying it, to have better, more durable planes or something. Okay. Um, well, there we are. It's, it's questionable to me. Yes. But anyway. Anyway. Now, trigger warning. Uh-oh. For this next trending. Okay. I don't want anybody to, to think that we're here either for or against any of these statements because truly we're not. This okay. is just what's circulating right now. It's, it's hot off the press. Yes. It has been discovered that Iran and Russia managed to take public U.S. voter registration records, which, hey, thankfully those are all public and available, right? Mm -hmm. And I guess in a lot of instances include email addresses and, oh, really? and some things. Okay. Uh, because they took these and they've been using them to spread disinformation to undermine confidence in the upcoming presidential election. And there's there's a handful of different ways that they're doing this. It was caught so quickly by yeah. our intelligence people mm -hmm. um, that I think enough people that were receiving this knew before it even arrived what was going on. Uh, but it's interesting because they crafted it as though it were from some really ragged right-wing group. Uh, one of the formats being threatening people that if they didn't vote for Trump, they were going to get in trouble. Of course, then the, the real perspective here being is that it's 
it's a Trump damaging Mm-hmm. approach. They right. don't want Trump as president here. Okay. And so this is the approach that's been taken. Uh, this And this is all directly from John Ratcliffe, who's the director of national intelligence for our country. Okay. Um, this would seem to spoil further, maybe, any idea that it was Trump or Republicans that Colluded with Russia, it would seem to loosely support perhaps that it was Democrats, but it certainly could be the old double switch. Exactly. Who knows? It could be the old okie doke. Right. Um, now, additionally, and this one's this one's kind of weird and ugly in its own way. Um, a former business partner. So recall a few days ago we talked about this hard drive containing emails and things about Hunter Biden's supposed involvement. I think the original statement was with Russia mm-hmm. and business ties there. Yeah. And there have been a lot of statements from Joe Biden about, oh, I knew nothing about um, any of this, stuff like that, as you probably would say, yeah. regardless of circumstance. Mm-hmm. But a former business partner of Hunter's has addressed all of this publicly. And it's really interesting. His public statement's available out there. And if you're into all of this and it doesn't agitate you, then you should read it. If it's agitating, don't bother with it. Mm-hmm. He, he details out. He is a child of two and a sibling of, of a uh, all three of these others being career military people that he served in the military. He loves our country. All of that, that he'd been hired by the Bidens to be CEO of a company and he's drawing connections to business with China. Okay. And that he had suspected some funny things would go on, especially with Hunter. So he had put some things into place to prevent that from occurring. Ultimately found out that he had gone behind his back. They had really just raped and pillaged the company for all kinds of money payments for who knows what from mm-hmm. China. Mm-hmm. More scathingly than that, he indicated that not only was Joe fully aware of what was going on, that Joe was a partner in this as well, an equity partner in all of this. Oh, and that dear. many of he validated all of the emails pointing out that, you know, different names that were used in there, who they referenced, some of them being Joe, some of them being Joe's brother. Um, who knows at this point? Yeah. Uh, obviously, enough investigation hasn't been done to determine, but that is that is the dust that's blowing up right now. Well, if you enjoy conspiracy theories, there's more fodder for all of the I think it's things happening. Safe to assume that pretty much anybody in Congress. Strong chance they're guilty. I mean, I... Sorry, excuse me. I definitely am, have come to that place yeah. where I'm like, if it's uh, upper echelon of government involved, I yeah. won't believe most any way it shakes out. All of this does bother me deeply. Hmm. Not because I have a preferred candidate, mm-hmm. but because I want more from our government than what apparently we ever have gotten. And so it bothers me. So I typically don't read, don't Mm. follow, don't, I just don't, I don't want anything to do with it. It doesn't impact my life in a meaningful way to know that it impacts it meaningfully in a negative way Mm -hmm. to try to track and follow with all of this. It was the last presidential election when I 
said, see you later, social media. That's true. It's only been recently that I've just loosely participated Peach with the hint. awesomes. Yes, peach by hint. So, only opposite in space, yeah. really. Don't let any of this get you agitated. Okay. Don't, uh, you and anybody else, don't let this beat you up. There's a lot of crap that goes on. The only yes. reason you'd be upset by this is if you've tried to lie to yourself to pretend like it doesn't. There's a lot of corruption out there. And we've still managed, even with all of that corruption in place, to have a pretty dang good livable place to be. That's so, true. Yeah. It is what it is. And that it is, for sure. I think it's time. To? Roll. Yes. Watch, read, listen, lifestyle. That's right. What would you watch? Well, I would highly recommend a rewatch of Office Space. Fantastic. We, Fantastic. Movie. That that may be one of the most quoted movies around here mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. Um definitely worth it's worth watching at least so that you can be in on the jokes when yes. people do pull from yes. the space. To be able to to be able to quote Bill Lumberg. Yes, of course. Totally. Um you probably have a good recommendation in the financial yeah. realm here. If you're if you're kind of interested, loosely interested or curious about the messes of financial markets, yes. the things that can happen, and specifically the most recent one, the 2008 Great Recession, yeah. the big short is masterfully written, I think, in a way that's very digestible yes. and understandable if you're not familiar with all the industry speak, you you get a glimpse, I think, into probably a greater representation of truth than any other resource I've seen, even though it's technically written from an entertainment perspective. Right. It's still just pretty darn good. It was written for entertainment and made into a movie that is also very entertaining, but it really is, of all the explainers of how the whole economy fell apart in 2008 mm-hmm. like how that happened that was the one that made sense to me and yes. i was like okay i think i kind of get what's going on here yeah really well done all right we don't really have any listens i don't have any listens we've been grinding pretty hard last yeah. few days it's been a busy busy work week you could uh for lifestyle you could buy a pair of nylon stockings and fill them up with baloney mm, that's creepy just in time for halloween beat somebody prison style with it yep There we go. I think that's good. We have a story, a true-to-life lifestyle story that we're living out right now. Yes. It started with me texting you this morning while you were working. Mm -hmm. Hey, I need to check out my van. The brakes are making some weird, funky, grindy noises. Yes. Now, when I was a kid, I bought a my first vehicle ever. I worked, saved money, and bought... A 1965 Mustang. Mm. And I drove it for two weeks. Yes. And then I wrecked it. Yep. In a magnificent way. That's a story for another that's time. That's a story in and of itself. And then went through the process cooperatively with my dad, who I, to this day, think he probably knew at least something about everything. Yes. Went yes. through the process of rebuilding another Mustang together. Mm-hmm. And so I learned enough about vehicles. If I'm pressed... I can work on them for some things, but better better benefit, greater benefit is that I, I typically can troubleshoot what's happening. Yes. And and yeah. So I, I had a pretty good idea what was going on when you said that. I know how brake pads are constructed, what what things occur, what things 
sound like, all of that to indicate what kind of problem may be occurring. Mm -hmm. We've got a loosely trusted local mechanic. Thank goodness. I no offense against anybody that's a mechanic. There's there's some bullshit built into that business. <laughs> and ours I say loosely, they used to be truly trusted. They've gone through some transitions yeah. in how they conduct business. So now yeah. you take your vehicle in and first they send you an email report of every possible thing they could find to fix on it. Yes, even though you took it in for the one specific right. thing. You know, I know this part is messed up. Right. They will tell you everything that's about to blow up, fall apart, murder right. you. If we fixed everything that they listed. Now keep in mind, the old van, she's a sweet gal, but she is getting long in the years. She's old. She's literally older than AJ. Yeah. We know that she's not prime, and we've not tried yeah. to keep her prime. That's a that's a failing endeavor, yeah. right? There's mm -hmm. not enough plastic surgery to help her. Mm -hmm. um, and her joints are failing and everything else. Oh, yeah. So the first deal he sends in the email, legit the repair cost is in excess of the value of the vehicle. Yes. Yeah. And when I called him up and pointed this out, he seemed befuddled by mm -hmm. the fact that I would think this, but I'm not a dipshit right. completely. I mean, I am sometimes, but I, I kind of know what the van's worth. Yeah. So we kind of haggled through some different things. And ultimately it was at that moment I had known, let me, let me rewind the story. However that goes. That was good rewinding sound. Yeah. I like it. It was a good face, I'm sure, the viewers. Yes. That's uh, probably what YouTube will capture. For yes. The, I hope so. Name. As we, because we've been so intentionally pursuing a life of gratitude, as we discussed it, all of that, I said, hey, look, everything in this world falls apart eventually, yes. including us. Nothing's forever. And so expectation is... Yeah, that eventually things fall apart and need to be fixed. We can't be upset by the fact that right. this needs some maintenance. Yes. Um, and that any number of things could be the case. It could be simply that this is perhaps a divine way of nudging us towards a new vehicle. Mm -hmm. Now, I didn't, I didn't say that like I believed that's what was happening. Right. Then it's like sort of a little on your radar, maybe on the outer yeah. edge of your radar. Yeah. But then... Yeah, because it's been on my mind. I'd, I'd like to get that addressed at some point. Of course, it's always later. Sure, of course. It's yes. always later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in figuring out that, you know, all the things wrong with the van exceeded the value of the van. Then even talking to him, all of that, it ended up being three different conversations yes. where I was like, all right, I'm going to think about things and I'll call you back and mm -hmm. back and forth. it. And ultimately, we we got the dangerous issue with the brakes fixed. Yes. Paying, I'm quite sure, more money than it was actually worth to get it done, but it's just money. It's just money, and now it's done. And now it's done, and that yeah. was ultimately to give us a cushion of time to begin shopping for a replacement for the old gal. Yes. Yeah. Probably won't be a two-seat sports car. Not yet. We got all these kids we got to haul around. All these kids. When you have... Seven humans that you need to potentially get somewhere in a single vehicle. Mm -hmm. That significantly changes how you shop, what's available to you. Yes. There's a lot of great looking SUVs that when you try to actually imagine the process of loading and unloading kids and having right. to 
move a seat and on and on. It's like, I'd, I'd wear this seat out. That's what I'm thinking before too. Before mechanically there were issues. That's what I'm thinking. I don't, I don't yeah. understand why they make vehicles that seat that many people when it's so. It's a, it's a fluff number. Okay. It's a fluff number. Well, so, I don't like a fluff number. I want a real number. I know. So to get a real number, we're probably still trapped in minivan land for a while longer yet. Yeah. Yeah. Unless one of the listeners is aware of a magnificent non-minivan that can comfortably transport seven humans. Right. I would be very open to hearing about that. Especially if it's like five bucks. (laughs) Yes. So, yeah, that's happening. And honestly, very different from past Kyle. I'm not in a bad place about that. Yeah. It's, It's fine. And, you know, even... Even in the days leading up to this, you know, I've mentioned this, my business is buying another business that does theoretically equate to a, a bump in income that should more than satisfy Yeah. whatever we need to do there. Right. It'll be a weird experience because we've not driven a car that wasn't paid off ever. ever. Literally ever. Ever. We've always, we've always satisfied the cost up front and yeah. that, that'll be different this time. That's true. 22 years of marriage. Two years. My whole life. I've been... That's true. And so it's almost 30 years, 29 and some months, Mm -hmm. years for me. I have never made payments on a vehicle. That's crazy. But here we are. Here we are. Got our van full of bologna and a smile on our faces. That's right. Yes. All right, kids. Bologna for dinner. Yep. Bologna. Shut up and eat the bologna. Not in the new car. (laughs) You filthy animals. Get your fried bologna sandwiches out of my new car. That's right. Okay. Well, that's everything I'm aware of. I'm still sick. You are still sick. Cannot fathom what's going on with my sinuses. It's a disaster up there. Yeah. So, what do you do? Don't go to the doctor, that's for sure. Yeah, I'm not going to the doctor. (laughs) When I was... Here's why. Here's why. Not really, but it's a good story anyway. Okay. One of the places that I coached, and to protect the innocent, I'll not say which place. Mm-hmm. Every every team has a team doctor. Mm-hmm. And this place, the team doctor was retired from his general practice. And so he, he would show up, certainly, to tend to kids as needed around practice time. But he had an actual uh, office on campus. Mm-hmm. And so... For, for the athletes, for all of the programs, not just ours. If yeah. you felt yourself coming down with something, you could swing by Doc's office and he'd check you out. And we'd noticed uh, had two or three kids that were sick. And, and each one of them we'd noticed because it was a repeat instance of, hey, well, what Doc say? Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't go. Okay. Well, why the hell didn't she go? It's free. He's there for you. Why didn't she go see? We finally got one kid and pressured him into telling us the truth. And according to him, I don't know if this is true or not, but according to him, when you'd go see Doc, it didn't matter what was wrong with you. You had to take your pants off. Oh, no. Hey, you got an earache. All right, take your pants off. Oh, no. Whatever. It didn't matter. And so the kids were creeped out and they wouldn't go see him. Oh, gosh. And now you're... Eternally creeped out by doctors. Well, my problem is I've not run into enough of them that have asked me to take my pants off. (laughs) I lean the other way. So I refuse to go. Okay. No, I just don't like to go unless it's serious. I feel like we are supposed to endure some hardship. There shouldn't be a pill for everything. Mm -hmm. And so I don't, 
I will take meds. I will go to the doctor when it's really necessary. Mm -hmm. I'll do that. And I really like the, the clinics, the uh, urgent, urgent care. care clinics, because they don't view you as a long-term client that they need to milk multiple oh, no. appointments out of or anything else. And I'm not saying every doctor does that. Yeah, no. Not at all. I know there's plenty of ethical doctors out there. Yes. But I just, I dread that encounter of, here, take this and come back and see me in a week. Well, why in the hell would I come back if I'm feeling fine? Yeah. I don't want to. Right. And so at the clinic, they're like, yeah, there's a drug dealer down on the corner. <laughs> if you'll slip him my card and a... 50, you get everything you need. Yes, that's right. That's how it goes. It's yes. not quite that rough. But they are to the point. They Most people that go there are, are budget conscious, I think. Yes. And so they're very considerate along yeah. those lines. And they're not going to do more than is necessary. And quite honestly, my experience has been that if I was feeling like maybe I could also use a, you know, a whatever, a mucus thinner or mm -hmm. whatever else that I could ask. Yes. Is that an appropriate thing to include? And they'd be like, yeah, if you want. Mm -hmm. Or, eh, whatever. Or no. And then, and it's just a, a more pure experience. Mm -hmm. Yes, I so would agree with that. All kinds of stories today. Yes. But I'm sure people have already blacked out and had car accidents if they were driving. <laughs> but that, yeah. Uh, okay. Explore the world of bologna. Please do. Fry bologna. Yes. Have the spreadable bologna. Give it a shot. It's not Oscar Meyer. I am looking forward to discovering. Yeah, we're going to do this. Beyond as soon as my time. sense of taste is back, we're going to yeah. make a run. We may do we may do both Whole Foods and Trader Joe's and just have a baloney festivus. Oh my gosh! All right, that's a good note to end on. Okay. I think you act like that was dirty. <laughs> like you didn't mean it. I to did be. not in that moment. I have in the past, but I didn't then. Fine. Have an awesome today, would ya? Please do. Bye. Bye. Office Space is an outstanding movie. Watching it will provide far greater reward than following the current presidential election. Plan accordingly. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok and literally everywhere podcasts are found. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.